He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Thank goodness. Thank God, Phyllis, that uh, John Katsimatidis, the owner of the station, and Chad Lopez, the director of operations, or whatever his title is, uh, gave me this microphone today uh, because uh, it gives me an opportunity to talk to at least part of America about the horrible, horrible miscarriage of justice that's going on and the crucifixion. We could say persecution, but it's really crucifixion of Donald J. Trump. With me today is my advisor and friend, Doug DePiro. He is a motorcycle nut. <laughs> wait, wait. You know, you ever see the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin? He, they put his name in the telephone book. He's, I'm somebody, I'm somebody. But I he, have an intro. But uh, he's, <laughs> occasionally he gets off his bike to help me. Once in a while. Yeah. Okay, so thank let's... Thank you, Dick Morris. Thank you. Well, let's go through this. First, the idea that a president of the United States has his appointee indict the head of the opposing party, who is himself a former president, and very likely his opponent in the forthcoming November election is a betrayal of everything the United States stands for. This is the most outrageous assault on democracy since the Civil War. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. That really is horrible, isn't it? It really is unbelievable. Now, we'll be talking about everything on this show. The first is that I believe that possessing these documents, while it may technically, technically, and picayune, minor, small print be a crime, mm-hmm. uh, is really not, should not be a crime. It's not worth prosecuting. I mean, if you have the documents, but you don't do anything with them, you don't give them to a foreign power, you don't publish them, you don't leak them to the enemy. What is the what is the harm? Uh, no harm, no foul. And the fact is that Donald Trump did not do anything to publicize these documents. There are there is a tape that he spoke to a writer, but nothing got written, nothing got published, and these documents are as confidential as they would be as if they were buried safely in the archives, national archives bosom, not exposed to the to publicity. Mm-hmm. So there were no documents given to foreign countries. And to use this as an excuse to indict, convict, and if possible, imprison oh your political opponent in a forthcoming election is communist, it's Nazi, it's it's Russian, it's Chinese, it is just totally outside Third of the realm country. of America. That's Biden's, that's Biden's alarm. Put your hand over your heart. Yeah. Take off your hat. 
This will soon be our national anthem. It's the international, the communist song since Karl Marx came out, was alive. Mm -hmm. Now, the archives are no big deal. They simply are a library. And the documents sit there gathering dust. And occasionally somebody comes in to look at them. The crowds outside are not to see the documents. They're to see the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, documents that are now becoming increasingly irrelevant. And this is... Uh, you mean with the woke and the, those yeah, people? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They're, they're literally, right. the archives are a library. And Donald Trump has been indicted essentially for keeping away an overdue library book that he's supposed to return. Of course he is. He should pay a fine for not returning it. But come on, national security, give me an effing break. This has nothing to do with national security. And Trump did turn over hundreds of documents. There are two or three or five classified documents that he did not turn over of the hundreds or thousands that he had. And he said he just didn't know he had them. And they just slipped by. And for this to be the stuff of an indictment mm. is just unbelievable. This is the, if this goes through and this happens, this is the end date of American democracy. 1776 to 2024 are its dates mm. uh, if Trump is defeated over this. Now, while this is going on, we have the complete parallel of Hillary Clinton who did the same damn thing. But she, as Secretary of State, number one, did not have the right to classify or declassify anything. The president does. Secondly, she uh, she not only had the documents, she erased them. Not a few of them, but 32,000 of them. And she deliberately erased them so they would not be found after a subpoena was issued. She stored them not in her basement or her uh, shower like Trump did in Mar-a-Lago, but on a separate computer server. That was illegal. And that server, in part, was in the possession of Anthony Weiner, who was convicted, I believe, of all kinds of sexual offenses. I don't know the exact mm. script for what he got convicted of, but it was plenty. And when Hillary was facing indictment over her treatment of documents, the head of the FBI, Comey, said, hey, the issue here is intent. Did she intend to hurt the United States? Did she intend oh, yeah, to spread this around? Did she intend to violate national security? Now with Donald Trump, intent doesn't mean a damn thing. Very good. Nobody is saying that he intended to hurt the United States. Nobody's even alleging that. What they're saying is the law says you have to turn him right. over, and he didn't turn him over. Mm -hmm. So how is that different from Hillary not turning over her documents? He's a Republican and she's a Democrat. Exactly. Precisely. And that is it. That is all. And for this to happen in the United States of America is is just That's a good point, though, that, that you say that because Comey, I remember him saying that. It's yeah. about intent. He said it's about intent. Mm -hmm. You have to want to hold them up. You have to want to hurt the United States. And now Trump has been president for four years. And he has had all of the national secrets at his disposal, every single classified document, every single top secret thought, and not a single one of those leaked to our enemies. Right. Not one. There was not one leak, not one time, 
not one single secret that made it into the enemy's hands. So now he leaves office as president, and he takes some of these documents with him, I think largely as souvenirs, uh, you know, like the Kim Jong-un letter they could frame and put on his wall. Right. And, and he is suddenly indicted for taking the documents, even though he didn't show them to anyone, even though he didn't intend to show them to anyone, even though he did not violate national security with those documents. And he's the guy who was trusted for four years to have all of the documents. And he's now being indicted for taking some of his lunch home. Uh, this is, is unspeakable. So listen, I'm sure you got a lot of questions about the indictment. So call me at 800-848-9222. Ask me anything you want, all the questions. You must have a lot of them. You know, I, I just want to say something. You know, Dick, I just realized, I just realized, uh, you're talking about taking stuff home. Since I've been on the show with you, it's not two years, a year and a half, you notice I always bring this paperwork. You know, we have what we wrote, what we talked about, what we edited. And I have all this stuff at my apartment in the city because I kind of look through it. Oh, that was back in October, and I see what songs we were. It's just kind of a, well, a history. Not, a, it's not classified. No, B, but you get, you know what I'm saying? I can B, see just how. Just make sure they don't blow away off your bike. <laughs> no, but I can <laughs> see how he brings stuff with him because, like you said, he had a letter from somebody, and all right, goodbye. Okay. I'm so when you. we come I'm back, we talk about Joe Biden's records. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. So, what about Joe Biden's records? I don't mean as president. He's entitled to keep those anywhere he wants. I'm talking about his records when he was vice president and before that when he was senator and I think chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, what about those records? He is not entitled to keep those records with him any more than Donald Trump is. It's the exact same charge and, the, um, and almost the same documents, except that the president has more power over them than the vice president and more right to keep them and hang on to them. But Biden's records are sitting uh, in his home in his car, Corvette, at his Corvette, <laughs> at the Penn Biden Center. And let's go back to an old Pete Seeger song, a communist song, in honor of the communists taking over this country. Here we go. This is his document. His documents won't be moved. Pete Seeger was a communist. Well, pretty much. I know that. And uh, and he's and and they they won't be moved. They won't be given to a committee. They won't be given back to the archives. Now, let me ask you this: Where are they more secure? These documents in a locked closet at Mar-a-Lago, or in the trunk of a Corvette uh, in a garage? Uh, and when when Biden was asked, he said, hey, man, the car was locked. <laughs> yeah, right. So any car thief has access to that information. Right. And he still has these documents. And these are his records from being vice president. And he, had and eight, he still has them? He still has a lot of them. He had, well, he turned over the ones that they found in his office and his house. 
But then they found more in his car. And then they found more at the Penn Biden After Center. he said, I turned them over. Turned them all over. Now, and the stuff at the Penn Biden Center is still there. Really? And let's talk about the Penn Biden Center because this is absolutely crucial. When Biden became vice president, the Chinese communists funded an operation at the University of Pennsylvania called the Penn Biden Center for International Peace and Diplomacy. And it was headed by Joe Biden. And its executive director was Blinken, the, se- the future secretary of state. And Biden was paid a million dollars a year as a salary, as a the Benjamin Franklin professor of American diplomacy or something, hmm. uh, for four years, never taught a class, ceremonial purposes only. Well, this is when he was when? He was what? This was the time he was out of a job between his vice presidency and his presidency. Oh, really? 2017, 18, 19. Okay. And 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a complete sinecure. It was just a uh, place to pay him because he had no other job. And it was subsidized and paid for by the Chinese communists. There is $54 million of anonymous donations from uh, China. And we don't know who they are, but it doesn't matter who we are, who they are, because everybody in China who would do that is controlled by the government. So basically... Joe Biden and his Secretary of State were on the payroll of the Chinese Communist Party for the four years in between his vice presidency and his presidency. Wow, that's amazing. The union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run. There can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. By the union, they mean the Soviet Union. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Okay, now let's turn to I mean, the other songs side. really fall into what's going on. In the other corner is the prosecutor, Jack Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack Smith has a record that is incredible and unbelievable. He's not just deranged against Donald Trump. He's deranged against the entire system in the United States. His first exposure to the public was when he indicted the governor of Virginia, Bob McDonald. And that he, and that he won a conviction, and then the Supreme Court threw it out. You know how many criminal convictions of public figures and governors the Supreme Court throws out, like zero? Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. And then he indicted Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey, and he couldn't get a verdict. It was a hung jury, and the Justice Department then dropped the case, which is the equivalent of throwing it out. And then he indicted Senator John Edwards of North Carolina, and he couldn't win that case. It was a hung jury, and the government threw that out. So he's 0 for for 3. About in (laughs) 1,000. Yeah, right, 0 for 4. And with Lois Lerner... He was the guy who was behind Lois Lerner, who was an IRS employee, auditing every conservative and Christian group. Oh, like Rosen, find. Jeff Rosen. Yeah, or and the guy's what, name was. well, but it was mainly directed against organizations that were Christian or conservative, hmm. like Citizens Union and um, a, a whole bunch of the evangelical the groups. Sisters, and they all had tax exemption. And to get the tax exemption, they had to pass through Lois Lerner's desk. Mm. And she would let the liberal groups groups go right through. But the conservative groups, she grilled them. 
She sent them hundreds of questions. I spoke to a woman who was the head of one of these groups and what questions they were asked. She was asked, name every meeting you've had over the last two years and every single person <laughs> who was in attendance at the meeting. Okay, And that's threat of perjury if you leave anybody off. And uh, the woman said, I couldn't do my job. I'm a volunteer head of this group. I don't get paid, and I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't have my day job and come fill out these forms. And these groups were then denied tax exemption for years, which meant they basically couldn't raise money. And it was entirely based on the IRS singling them out for special enforcement. And the woman who did it was Lois Lerner, and the guy who told her to do it and guided her and how to do it was Jack Smith. Hmm. And he's the guy who's prosecuting Donald Trump. Uh, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Hi, Judith. Hello, Judith. Hi, Judith. Hi. Listen, Doug, you need to read a book called The Return by Dick Morris. Really? Then Who's you'll the- know. Yes. Yes. Then you'll know exactly about a lot of stuff that he's actually said today and a lot more. And I suggest that all the people should buy this book, The Return by Dick Murray. It's a great book. I'm on page 81, by the way, Judith. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Judith. You've you got a lot to cover. Doug, your excuse. Okay, Dick, thanks. Give me, give me a moment. Listen, I have something to say, some crazy thought in my head I'm going to share with you. Really? And I have a comment. And I have a question. I have a question, Dick. So, Dick, listen. Doug, please. Dick, listen. You know, my thought is my thought when I heard this, what came to my mind was you can't keep a good man down. And what I mean is, besides Trump, I don't know why, but Nelson Mandela comes into my mind. There's some sort of parallel there. They try to do everything to him. They even threw him in prison. Not that that's going to happen to Trump. But guess what? Guess what happened? So be careful what you wish for. Okay. Yeah. With Trump. Well, okay. That's with Mandela. Also. Yeah. Yeah. It might happen. Sorry. Okay. But go ahead. No, so I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. well, look what happened to Nelson Mandela. He yeah. became so, uh, he, they, he, he sure. triumphed, and so will Trump. Well, I think now, Trump will, too. He, yeah, here's my, here's my question. Trump in 2020 got 74 million votes. So here's my little dream thing, and I want to ask you, Dick, and you probably know this. So if, we, if he runs again, and hopefully he will run again, okay, I think he will, uh, the 74 million people will vote for him again, hopefully. Um, how about how many more million would it be those people that would have voted for him had they known yeah. about the Biden scandal and yeah. the 51 sure. intelligence liars? I, how many, like 20 more right. million? You're right, Judith. It, it, it was a large number. And the real fixing, the real rigging of the 2020 election was not so much signatures and, and ballots and stuff. It was... The suppression of Hunter Biden's laptop right. in the presidential debate two weeks before Election Day by its being discredited by uh, uh, intelligence experts who lied and said that they thought it was Russian disinformation. And as a result, it was not covered in the debate, and there was no way we could get that information out there. Um, let's go to uh, uh, let's go to what Trump's indictment on start civil war with Tony in Clifton. Hi. Hi, Doug. Hi. Hi, Good morning, Dick. You know, you said it in your intro, and that's why I feel like you are always, you're always getting me on the right track. To me, when President Trump was indicted federally, I'm a history student, and I said, you know what this is? This is Fort Sumter to me when, you know, when first when President Lincoln was inaugurated, 
First he was elected, then he was inaugurated, and then after that, the you-know-what hit the fan. And so Fort Sumter to me means that that was the beginning of the war, Mm -hmm. and Jefferson Davis had already started uh, betraying the country and and doing his own presidency. This is not going to lead to a war. It won't lead to a civil war. But it will lead, I believe, to Donald Trump's election and his presidency. And we'll get back to that a little bit more when we come back. Um, Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. I think that that we have got to understand how suspicious the timing of this indictment was and the timing of his arrest by Alvin Bragg. People haven't gone into that, and I will when we come back. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Now, this is the real beginning of the show, because for the first half hour, I've had to talk about the indictment of Donald Trump and the communist conspiracy to change America fundamentally by having the president go after the former president and the guy who's going to run against him. Um, that's communist. But now let's talk about America. Uh, Joe Biden accepted $10 million of bribes, not compensation, not, I'm not accusing them of being bribes. They were actual bribes. Now, I reported this, I think, the last two weeks in a row. You broke the story, basically. Basically broke the story. Basically. Uh-huh. And went through the details of it, but uh, it's, it was not confirmed, and now it's been confirmed, and this is what we need to talk about. And if you think that the indictment of Donald Trump was coincidence in that it happened just as the Hunter and Joe Biden ah. bribery story was broken, you are totally naive. In ah. fact, you're an idiot. This story was – this indictment was timed to coincide with the – committee joined closer to Hunter and Joe Biden. And his arrest by Alvin Bragg on April 4th was timed to the story about Hunter Biden and his laptop and the incriminating evidence on it. That story was broken by the Washington Post on March 30th, and Trump was arrested on April 4th. But the word of the arrest started on March 30th. Now, let me explain exactly what Joe and Hunter Biden did. In On April 16th, 2013, Vice President Joe Biden flew to Ukraine. He had just been designated by President Obama as his point man for assuring the integrity of the regimes in Eastern Europe that were newly freed from communism. And uh, it's like the fox appointed to guard the chicken coop. Mm-hmm. And he flew over to Ukraine. And before he left, he had a meeting with... Uh, Archer, I forget the last name, uh, Archer Daniels, I think, who was, uh, who was his, was, was Hunter Biden's partner. And then when he came back, when he was in Ukraine, he had a whole series of meetings. And when he left Ukraine, five days after that, the head of Burisma, the corrupt oil company in, energy company in Ukraine, was raided uh, in Britain. They broke into his apartment and they found $23 million in cash stuffed in the apartment. 
and uh, he was in serious trouble, obviously. Uh, it was likely that Interpol would arrest him. There was an arrest warrant out for him in Ukraine. He didn't dare return. And when you're in this kind of trouble and this kind of stuff that's closing in on you, what do you do? You hire a really good lawyer. But that's not what Mikol Slochevsky, that's the name, Slochevsky, that's not what Slochevsky did. He didn't hire a lawyer. He hired Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. And 14 days after Joe Biden got off the plane and nine days after his apartment was raided and his cash seized, the guy from- he put Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma, his company, at a salary of a million dollars a year. He knows nothing about energy, no track record, but he knows plenty about his father, Joe Biden, who had just been designated Obama's point man to assure integrity in the Ukraine. Yeah, integrity. And uh, <clears throat> and then after that, uh, Z- Zolchevsky, they began to tighten the noose. He was indicted. He was an arrest warrant given for him. He had to flee the Ukraine. Uh, he was indicted all later for money laundering and for bribery. And he looked like his days were completely numbered. Then Joe Biden visits Ukraine again. Coincidentally. And the prosecutor who went after Zolchevsky gets fired. And we've seen on tape Joe Biden saying, I'm going to leave here in half an hour. And if this guy isn't fired, <laughs> you don't get a billion dollars of loan guarantees from the United States. That's amazing. It wasn't the billion dollars of loan guarantees from the United States we're talking about. It's the $10 million bribe to Joe Biden that wouldn't have gone on. Joe Bribe, Biden. Bribe, Joe Bribin. Joe Bribin. that to the president. Joe Bribin. He loved it. It's the $10 million that Joe Bribin got <laughs> from Zolchevsky that was at risk there. And then guess what? A few weeks later, the charges against Zolchevsky are dropped. He's free to come back to Ukraine. He resumes his position on the Burisma board where he sits today. Come on, one thing doesn't have to do with the other. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 th- this is the scandal we're talking about. This is the main scandal. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden, not Hunter, Joe Biden took a bribe. Hunter was the conduit. He was on the board. Yeah, uh-huh. And he arranged for these charges to be dropped. He arranged for, arranged for the arrest warrant to be quashed. He arranged for Zolchevsky to be able to come back to Ukraine and he was paid $10 million in cash to do so. An informant told the FBI this, and the informant was a guy named McCormick, Uh who was a stenographer at the White House for 10 years on the National Security staff, and he shared the airplane with Biden, Air Force Two, that went to Ukraine on April 16th, 2013, and he happened to be sitting next to Jake Sullivan, who was, who was Biden's longtime national security advisor and now is the head of the National Security Administration. He's the national security advisor to the president. And Sullivan sat next to him, by the way, Hillary person, and Sullivan sat next to uh, McCormick and dictated notes about how the Ukrainian energy industry needed help. It was not uh, achieving its full potential. Ukraine was not getting enough revenue from it. And it was a serious problem. And he said that the United States should provide aid to develop the energy industry in Ukraine. Okay? And the chairman of the board of the energy company in Ukraine is Slochevsky. Okay? Then 
Biden gets home and Obama goes before Congress and proposes $50 million to go to the Ukrainian energy industry, including Burisma. Okay, so this is the deal. This is what Joe Biden did for the money. And the... Uh, you think Obama's in a mix over here? Well, I, yeah, but I don't know if he's criminal, but he, he certainly was conned into doing it. Mm-hmm. So this is the story. This is the end of the Biden presidency. When this stuff is confirmed, you're going to see uh, very serious charges being brought against Biden. I don't think he can stay in office as president. Who's going to bring the charges? Well, the the attorney general, because the people are going to demand it. Mm. Uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that it's possible for a guy to serve as president when there is an on the record statement by a former White House employee that he was there when Hunter when when Joe Biden was bribed, mm. and the and the kind and you Zolchevsky and all of those will make terrible witnesses, and I think that. Uh, Biden's days are numbered. And on the exact same day that this comes out, they announced that Donald Trump is going to be indicted. I mean, give me a break here. This whole deal is a cover-up. This is the cover-up of the bribery scandal that engulfs Joe Biden. This is not Donald Trump's indictment. This is a cover-up for Joe Biden's corruption. Uh, Unbelievable. And the fact that we're exposing this now uh, and that we have a chance now to address it makes me proud to be an American. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Okay, now let's go to politics and let's talk about the political impact of this. <clears throat> I spoke to the president seven times over the last weekend. And uh, in the first call, I called him and he said, how am I doing? What do you think? And I said, you want to gain another 10 points? <laughs> because the last time he was indicted, he went up 10 points. And we don't know yet what's happening this time, but I suspect it's another huge burst. Uh what this does is that it makes Trump basically invincible within the Republican Party. It also makes it impossible for anybody to run against him. I mean, what is uh, DeSantis DeSantis can do at a press conference about his program on Disney World and about his program for free speech in America or his program against woke education? I mean, come on. The future of the country is at stake here. And if he criticizes, you're either critical of Trump or you're against, or you're for him. You're for him or you're against him. And if you're against him, you're playing ball with the people that are trying to destroy our democracy. Mm. And it, it's something that you just can't do. And neither Pence nor, uh, nor DeSantis, uh, can stand up there and criticize Trump while this is happening. Now, the most. Yeah, they but you can don't do, think they'll say stuff like, uh, well, look, he shouldn't have done this, and uh, I understand we don't need a guy in office. You know, they're gonna their campaign people are gonna push that. Yeah, but but they're they gonna Dick say Morris. they're gonna say uh, that you know all look at all the baggage he has. Are you gonna nominate right. somebody who's under federal indictment? Right. And the comeback is, do you think that? Don't you realize that any Republican nominee would be under federal indictment now? It's not that Donald Trump murdered somebody. 
Not that he had an affair with the mistress right. and, and has a child he wanted to cover up. This is not and, unique to Donald Trump. This is anybody who is running against Joe Biden lands in jail. And do you think the DOJ should pick who's running against yeah, Biden? Exactly. Do you want to give the FBI and the Justice Department the right to designate the Republican candidate by indicting anyone they're afraid to run against? Right. And uh, this would happen to anybody. And the real question is not who's who, who's not indicted to that we can run. The issue is who's got the guts and the starch to stand up to this on starch slot and to be able to do this, give two speeches yesterday, an hour and a half each, and stand up and not only defend himself but articulate articulating bold and important new program for America. He is amazing. Uh, nobody else can do that. No. You think there's anybody else in politics who has those kind of cojones to be able to do that? He's a New York tough guy. I don't think so. I don't think so. So this effectively drowns out his primary opponents and makes it almost impossible to run against him. That's interesting. Very interesting. He is. When I spoke to Trump yesterday, he said, I said, keep on fighting. And he said, I'm going to keep fighting to the end. And I said, hey, sir, not the end, the beginning of your second term. <laughs> and he laughed. <laughs> uh, I think that's true. So you true. think if DeSantis pulls some punches, or no, if he actually goes at him and says, you know, he should he's be. He's going to kill himself. He's going to kill himself. Do you yeah. And he knows that. And how do you not talk about this? This is the elephant right. in the middle of the room. Right. What do you do? Oh, tell me your program for American bilateral relations with <laughs> Bolivia. You know, I mean, we're talking here about the the most fundamental bilateral. assault on American democracy almost in our history since the you're Civil right. War. Right. And like nobody's going to be able to campaign for president. This freezes the primary failed. There is no more primary. There yeah. are no more caucuses. It's over. Donald Trump is the nominee. Live with it and like it and go out and back him and win or lose to Biden, who's the worst criminal. Uh, and that's really where we're at at this point. Let's make America great again. We really need him to do that. We really do. Stronger. Let's make America great again. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Okay, now I'm going to come to the bad news here. I'm going to tell you what's going on in this election. Uh we have two candidates for president, Biden and uh, Bribin, as I call him, <laughs> I love and that. Trump. And Bri both of them Bribin. are facing serious felony charges. Trump's a contrived, Biden's a real. And the charges facing Trump are phony and largely designed to cover those facing Biden. But the ones facing Biden are deadly real. And I don't think any president can survive that. I don't think any politician can survive 
an on-the-record statement by a White House inf- former White House employee, 10-year White House employee, that he heard a bribe being discussed. And then the actions in that bribe were faithfully executed by the Ukrainians. And I didn't tell you this part. Five days before the informant, McCormick, came to the FBI with his information back in 2021, the Ukrainian government had a press conference. Porchesky was the president, Porchesko. And they took a hundred, they took one, they took, I'm sorry, five million dollars in cash, hundred dollar bills, and put them all across the table and said, this is the bribe that Joe Biden received. These are the actual hundred dollar bills that were given to him that we have seized. And, uh, with that wow. evidence, uh, I don't think Biden can escape this. Uh, he was, he covered it up by having his FBI not tell anybody about this. He probably threatened Ukraine not to tell anyone. And, um, and obviously Congress wasn't about to follow it up. But when the House went Republican last year, which was Donald Trump's doing, and if you say he lost the election of 22, think again. He took the House that was the key thing. Mm-hmm. And when he, we took the House, that sealed Joe Biden's fate because we now know that the scandal will be investigated. There will be publicity. There will be under oath, there will be subpoenas. And uh, that sealed his presidency. So what's going to happen now? The prosecutor, Smith, says that he does not expect this case uh, to be resolved by Election Day. And it won't be. Uh, the, in the normal course of affairs, um, there'll be defense motions, there'll be prosecution motions, there'll be uh, interlocutory appeals, which means an appeal that, before the verdict is given over a procedural matter, and it'll go on and on. And the Justice Department has a policy that they're not going to be able to change in this case of not proceeding with the trial within a certain window before Election Day, and they certainly can't proceed with this one. So these charges are going to be hanging over Donald Trump's head for the rest of the campaign as he runs for president. And knowing these SOBs, they'll probably add on the phony charge about the phone call in Georgia and the phony charge that he incited the January 6th riots. And these are all going to be pending over his head. And at the same time, the House committee will publicize and document all of the charges against Joe Biden. We'll have it on the record. We'll have testimony about that. We'll have proof about that. And while his own Justice Department won't indict him and won't appoint a special prosecutor because they're on the, they're in his pocket, but the House committee will make enough noise so that, in effect, he will be under indictment. So you're going to have two presidential candidates running against each other, both of them <laughs> in effect or in actuality under indictment. Wow. And this is a winner-take-all game, folks. If you win, you go, you go to White House. If you lose, you go to jail. The Justice Department, the Injustice Department, is obviously going to try to lock Donald Trump up. They're obviously going to take this to jail time. Uh, They're exaggerating so outrageously uh, that this is a big criminal offense, even though he never gave the documents to anyone. And they're winding themselves up to try to take him to prison. And uh, and Biden uh, will... Being, and, and Biden is faces exposure for all of the stuff that he's done. Now, scenario A, Trump wins. 
he pardons himself, this all goes away, and he indicts Joe Biden, <laughs> and he goes to jail. Scenario B, Biden wins, Trump is sentenced to prison, and that an American democracy basically dies. That's the scenario we're facing here. We're dealing with the possibility of dueling presidential pardons, Biden pardoning himself and Trump pardoning himself. And this is truly a winner-take-all election. The winner goes to the White House. The loser goes to prison. This is disgusting. And that is what we are facing. Yeah, this is horrible. And we're facing it because of the end product of this unbelievable derangement when it comes to Donald Trump. And uh, Trump will not be jailed before the election. Um, there won't be a verdict in this case before the election. But it'll hang over. And that's why they brought it now. That's why they did it now. They've been, quote, investigating this file scandal for, what, a year and a half now? They're indicting him now because they don't want it resolved before the election. They don't want to run the risk that this is going to be dismissed. They don't want the risk that there will be a conviction of a misdemeanor count and a $100 fine. They want they to have this hang over Trump's head right. and say he's facing life in prison from all of this stuff. When you add up 36 counts, it comes to that. Uh, and that's why they brought this indictment. And the timing of it is so that Joe Biden does not get defeated and that uh, he can be reelected pretending that Trump committed a felony. When his entire reelection is based on the felony he committed, the actual bribes that he took, the actual things he did for that, that's the state of play now in the United States of America now. Unbelievable. Oh, beautiful for space. So sad. For amber waves of grain. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Donald Trump had it right when he said there are tears in the eyes of every loyal American today. Really? And I think there really should be. Okay, let's go through some of these calls. Uh, Edward in Tampa. Hi, Edward. Hi, Edward. Come on, I got you. Okay, let's go to Mickey and let's go to Mickey in New Brunswick. Hello, your brilliancy. I don't <laughs> like what I'm seeing. I don't like what I'm hearing. No. I think the one. I think the democracy. I think one party is trying to take over the other party and not let them be a party. Yep. They are. That's what I, Mr. Morris, I really think that. They are. Anybody who runs against Joe Biden runs the risk of going to jail. That's what it boils down to. Let's go to Patrick and Warbach. Uh, Nobody is relying on the Constitution. And the Constitution makes it clear in Article 3, Section 3, that it's the duty of the Speaker of the House to bring charges of impeachment for treason against Biden and charges of um, uh, high crimes and misdemeanors against uh, against Kamala yeah. Harris. Well, Patrick, and then whoever's speaker would be president because uh, yeah, Patrick speaker is in third a, in line. There will be an impeachment obviously brought in the House over these charges. And obviously it will pass and Biden will be impeached. I don't know if there's grounds for Harris, but Biden will be impeached. But the Senate isn't going to convict. 
uh, and that that clause is basically useless at this point because of a split uh, Congress. The days of the Nixon impeachment, where the Republican Party pulled the plug on Nixon and got him to resign because they said, we're going to vote to oust you, those are long gone. Now this is straight partisanship, and there's an impeachment, while it's a bad word, is completely nullified now. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, I hope everyone was paying very close attention to every word that you uttered, Mr. Morris. Um, our country depends on it. But in my opinion, to me, this is all sensationalism. In addition to what you said, yes, it is to distract but it's sensationalism, just like with the indictment in New York City. This is to get ratings for the mainstream media, uh, for Fox News Network, the fascist no, news no, network. No, it's, it's, it's way past that. I mean, normally you're right, Jacqueline, but this is way past that. Nobody's going for ratings at this point. Uh, they're doing this because the soul of America is at stake, and their, their hides are at stake. I mean, these guys are literally facing prison, Okay. If Trump loses this election, he's going to jail. If Biden loses this election, he's going to jail. Oh, and so nobody's horrible. going to nobody's going to dress this up based on ratings or a bigger headline or whatever. And uh, this is they'll blood. lose it, but that's this it. is absolute blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, right out of the gulag, and uh, we shouldn't uh, dress it up in for the good old days when people sought ratings and sensationalism. Mm-hmm. This is indictment against indictment, president against president, pardon against pardon. This is a chess match where there are only two pieces on the board and they're both the king. Wow. Let's go to Daniel in the Bronx. The way you say it. You answered my question indirectly, so I asked another question. I'm concerned that a devastating recording might surface during the campaign and that with AI technology it would be impossible to distinguish whether it's authentic or not. I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah, well, probably they'll try it. I mean, obviously. Uh, and when there was a perfectly authentic laptop, they tried to discredit it with the statement by the 15 people from the intelligence community. Trump is basically right in his most profound sense. We have got to dismantle this deep state. We've got to get rid of We've got to rein in the FBI, probably get rid of it. What do we need a Federal Bureau of Investigation for? We have 50 states. We have hundreds and thousands right. of district attorneys. Mm-hmm. We have 50 attorney generals. What do we need a Federal sure. Bureau of Investigation? Mm-hmm. And if there are federal crimes, empower state prosecutors to go after it. The Federal, da- federal Bureau of Investigation is too dangerous. And the CIA has got to be divorced into espionage, which we need to have policed. I mean, real espionage. And, uh, and action, uh, special forces action or special operations action. That has to end. When the CIA was created in 1947, there was the concept built into it of plausible deniability. Truman at first and then Eisenhower afterwards said there's a lot that we have to do to stop the communists that I don't want to know about. Right. And it's illegal. We have to assassinate some foreign leaders like Patrice Lumumba, the leader of the Congo, and Salvador Allende, the leader of uh, Chile, both of whom were assassinated by the CIA. And we're going to have to bribe political parties like we 
subsidized the anti-communist parties in France and Italy, and they were basically just fronts for the CIA to stop the communists from winning, and we'll have to force other governments out of office like we did in Guatemala. And then, and, and with that, you had to set up an operation the president did not know about, plausible deniability. And that meant that the president had no control over the CIA. He could do whatever the hell it wanted because he couldn't intervene with an order not to do it because he didn't know they were doing it. Right. And he had to, and it was the law that they not tell him what they're doing. It's called and organized that crime. Has, that has got to be ended. That has got to be thrown out. Uh, and, and we're talking here literally about the survival of our country. Let's go to Mikey and Patterson. Hi, Mikey. Hey, Dick. First time caller. I had two quick questions. Uh, one, with uh, what Hillary did and Biden and Pence with their documents, if I was, I'm not an attorney, but if I was an attorney, I would put in a motion of dismissal. Yeah, and well, they will. And they have to investigate that. They and will. plus, if I'm not mistaken, they already had been in uh, Florida there in Trump's home yeah. and saw documents. You're up against the hard break, Mikey, so... Let me just say to you, I'm sure that, that Trump's attorneys will do that. And we have one saving grace here. The, the judge in this case, the Trump's judge, is Eileen um, Connor, who uh, ruled in his favor several times during the document discovery period. So there's some chance she'll be fair. In Miami? In Miami. Oh, and the good. prosecution was brought, the indictment was in Miami, not in Washington and not in New York. And in Miami, you have... A reasonable shot at a fair jury. Uh, so, so this, that's at least the saving grace. And it is a grounds for uh, acquittal that this is selective prosecution and the prosecution is not prosecuting other people simply for political reasons. Thank so, you, Dick Morris. It's God a great bless show. America. Hard to be happy, but. Where at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the man who Today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land.